really, man. We chilling up in here. All right, Justin. Hey, man, welcome to Poster Reality, y'all. Hey, um, I got somebody here today. Very interesting uh, person. Um, let's get started, bro. Okay, so what does mental health mean to you? Tell me what does mental health mean to a person like you? And it means a lot, especially with the last couple of months that I've been dealing with. I lost a cousin to mental health just last, well, this past Tuesday, and then a classmate um, we had to bury about two weeks ago for mental health issues. And, you know, they both committed suicide. So it means a lot. Wow. Um, And then especially with a person like me, um, I've had my dark days and uh, things of that nature, but I was able to get out of it. I was able to fight those demons to mm-hmm. try get on a different level. So okay. mental health is, is really important, especially in this day and age, and especially being a black, young black successful man. So. Being a young black successful man, that's that's a big ticket, yes, you know what sir. I'm saying, in this society. Um, bro, let me tell you, I had a coworker uh literally just this past week who uh I had a cousin who um committed suicide and, and killed himself, you know, so it's it's real strange and and kind of you know crazy how much common it is. It's kind of common. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. But uh, this is this is why we're here today, bro. We're gonna we're gonna hash out the details and and really talk about something. So let me get started. Um, I want you to tell me like tell me about how you got started, bro. You're very successful, and you know that. Tell me about your background, your education. Well, first, let me go backwards. So it's a pleasure to be in here. And then on top of it, uh, my sister wanted me to extend this, and that's why she named her child right after you, which is Kingsley. So just throw that out there. So big ups. You you play a major part because we all grew up together. So Mm -hmm. throw that out there. But um, no, man, I came from a small little city, put out the Texas land of the trill, the original trill, Mm -hmm. Pimp C., UGK. So, um, I mean, man, I, I grew up on the deep east of Port Arthur, um, raised there most of my life, um, projects, uh, things of that nature, um, one of four kids. And uh, the biggest thing for me was I was a middle kid. So, you know, you, everybody has that stereotype of middle kid has that syndrome where they don't get the attention that they mm-hmm. should get. Um, so I worked a little harder for the things that I wanted. Why so, is it always like that, though? You know what? I don't know. But for me, I think it was a blessing and a curse for me. Okay. You know, um, I did have the run in of things, but um, I was able to show with having a single mother, you know, raising uh-huh. four kids to show her that I can also be the man of the house as well of my amongst my other family, my other siblings, rather. Um, but, yeah, no, um, I used to be that kid. We went to the grocery store. Um and instead of I bought snacks, but instead mm-hmm. of buying snacks to eat, I made a I made a little go deal. You know, I, I started making packages, and then I would go sell them at school. Ooh. So my hustle started at an early age. Okay. I was literally ten, twelve, like literally hustling. So, okay. Um, I always knew that I wanted more, right? So my goal was to to make money, so I can make sure that I can. Um, Help myself and help my mom, and then help my siblings get school clothes, things of that nature. The hustle, the grind, the motive. So, not only were you okay, you, so it's obvious you come from humble beginnings. Yes, most you know definitely. What I'm saying. So, leading up to all of that, how did how did that transpire? Translate into 
you becoming the man that you are today. You know what I mean? Like, man, um, <laughs> look, look at what you're doing, bro. You're making big moves. You know that. So, I mean, <clears throat> one thing's for sure. Um, I always had that mentality. I wanted to leave Port Arthur because I felt like there wasn't much for me out there, and I didn't want to be trapped with um, being content. So um, I did move to Ohio first. I went to school. I got a scholarship for track and cheerleading. Went out there. Mom wasn't doing too well. Um, came back, um, and then of course my relationship kind of got rocky. So mm-hmm. I rather just came home. So um, came home, and I vowed to tell myself that I would never go back to living with my mom. So again, I transitioned to hustling. So I was working at one point in time. I was working three jobs, hands through going to school. Wow. I was going to a community college, um, and I was doing two security jobs, and I was working for Walmart doing lots of. Well, I started off um, started mm-hmm. off as an inventory associate, stocking, okay. <clears throat> and um, man, I I wanted more. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I kept going. I was I was a day in day out. I would go to school in the morning time. Uh, Get off of school probably like around noon, one o'clock. Go to work from like one to eleven. Mm-hmm. Then I had an overnight job, which is my security job. Did that? Got up, got off about five o'clock in the morning, and did it all over again. It was a hustle. I mean, the amount of dedication that it takes to 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 be on that level is honestly, bro, it, surpri- it surpasses. You know what I'm saying? A lot of um, expectations. Most you got to understand, like life is every day. Life is not sometimes. Life is not every now and again. It's every day, you know. And that's and that's something that I picked up along the way. Um, I let me tell you this. Okay, so speaking of relationships, yes. you, you said you were on a, uh, in a rocky situation at one point. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Did you get married? I saw your social media. Yeah, I got. End up getting married, man. Get okay. get married. Yeah. It okay. happened. Congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Actually met them while working for the company that I work for now. So okay. We both tied into a Fortune 500 company that allows us to just be us. So. But but what what made you really do it, bro? Like, um, not everybody, because you got to understand, 50% of marriages end in divorce. Most definitely. You got to ask yourself why. And I think that it has something to do with the household. It all starts from somewhere. Yeah. So in my mind, I feel like um, if you don't learn how to handle yourself, if you don't learn yourself first, yeah. how can you be in a relationship? So for me, uh, the biggest thing for me is I, I'm still learning me, regardless. Like, but I've loved myself enough to love on someone else. At one point in time, I I I didn't see myself being um, that person to be good for anybody. So I had to start loving on me. Giving me a level of respect that I know that somebody else would do in return as well. So if I knew how to love myself, then I I can see that other person loving on me the same way, and I can say, okay, this is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I I, I was very skeptical on marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I told myself I wouldn't have been married, but um, things change, you know. Yeah. Life changes. Um, as I said, adaptability. I was able to adapt to a life that I wanted more. I gave myself goals to do before I was at the age of 30. I'm now 31. I focused on um, getting my house a luxury car before the age of 30. I mean, look, uh, that's another thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, So 
what was this goal about foreign cars to you? What, what, how did that come about? And how long did it take for you to really like build up to that point where you really manifested that, that, that idea that you had to get an exotic car? Man. So, I mean, you know, I was, I was an hourly associate at one point in time and, um, I had a lot of no's in my life. Mm -hmm. It, I, I, I didn't get the yeses that I wanted. So I had to learn how to be patient. Patience was my key for everything. And um, I got a no with the interview that I did. Um, finally got into the salary position of work with my company. And um, I started working towards saving. And I realized for me, you know, people have that mentality, oh, because I make money, I can spend it, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't think about the things behind it. So we go blow the money, yeah, it's cool. But what are you leaving on this earth if you do have children? What are you leaving on this earth to say that you have a legacy? Right. So right, right, right. it took me to have a game plan, and I wrote that game plan down and um, basically told myself, Justin, before 30, your focus is buying a house because what's going to happen is your family is going to come along where they're going to need you. Mm -hmm. And it was such a coincidence, and, and God is my witness, man. Um, the storm happened yeah. um, and you know, flooded out Port Arthur. And here it is. I was able to save money, have the ability to go get a rental car because they were trying to fly my family originally to Houston. They were supposed to, oh, yeah. but then the day of, they tell my family, "Oh, we're gonna flight child to Dallas and put them up in a shelter." You know what I'm saying? Okay. And that was one of my things. Ding! I got a house. I got a three bedroom, two bath house. My family can stay here. I don't care how many people, we got to make pallets, do whatever it is. And that's what made me realize, Justin, it's a purpose in everything that you do. Man, that's so powerful, bro. You, you, it's clearly clear that you come through for your family. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? I aspire to that. Like, and I hope that everybody listening can aspire to that too because family is, is another thing that, that has to do with life. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and uh, everybody thinks that, you know, once you... Get out the house. For me, it was like 18. I got out the house. Never came back. Yeah. Never came back. But like I said in the, in the previous podcast, we all know in the back of our head that if things go, you know, left, we can always go back to the nest. Yeah. We can always go back. to. But for you, situation was different. You know what I'm saying? And that's, but that's big. That's big because family is everything. Family is everything. And also, you only got so much time to get it right. You know what I'm saying? So there's no blueprint for this, but it sounds like you kind of created one on the cool, bro. I, I mean, for me, I had to. Um, it was it was important for me um, because for my mental, just going back, I wanted to be able to say that however I leave this earth, I can say that I left something okay. in priority for my, my godson, Kingsley. Okay. Right? <laughs> so... Um, I, I was able to build that report and, and make make sure that if I left, I didn't leave my people with heartache and, and, and bills and debt, mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm leaving them with legacy. I'm leaving them with things that they can say, well, I know Justin really helped us out a lot, so X, Y, and Z. I'm going to still be able to help you even though I'm gone. See, to me, legacy is more important than currency. Oh, most definitely. Leg legacy is, is, is literally what you leave behind. That's the one thing that you can leave behind that actually means something. Yes, sir. You know, um, growing up, it's like 
I always knew I had to be something. I, I never cared about fame. I never cared about fortune, but I knew I had to be something. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've been in private school all my life, so. Football, I mean, we, 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 we athletic kids, so, you mm-hmm. know, we, we was known for what we did, but at the same time, man, we, that's not what we want to be known for. We wanted a, our own image. So. I like it, bro. I like it. So let me get into it uh, with you about this. So, as you already know, the Supreme Court leaked, you know, some uh, some footage that had to do with the Roe versus Wade situation. Case got overturned, and and it, and it seems to upset a lot of people, you know, with abortion rights and everything like that. What is your position on it? If you want to talk about it, so this is me. Um, I feel like in reality, for me, you shouldn't tell a human being how they should take care of their body. Now, I know I get it. You know, there are people in this world who just use, for example, some people aren't put into a situation where it's volunteered. And I go back to say molestation. You know what I'm saying? So this 15, 16-year-old young lady was molested by a family member or a close friend. And you mean to tell me that she has to bear bear a a child of a molester? Mm -hmm. That's it's, you, it's rough. It's, it's rough. You yeah. can't do that. See, and I'm gonna play devil's advocate, but um, then I can sit here and, and tell you, you know, it's not it's not our it's not in our power to make that choice. Right. I can sit here and, and tell you that when you have life, it's not your job to terminate. But see, then it's it's a really touchy subject. You know what I'm saying? Because I also see your point. You, you, Okay, I think about incest. That's a problem. That's a problem. A lot of people don't talk about that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I feel as though I am pro-life. You yeah. know, life is precious. Yeah. But there are situations that, that make you uh, have to evaluate and analyze the situation a little bit more in detail, uh, such as that, you know, with incest and, and uh, like you say, you know, someone getting molested or raped. That, that Those are cases that really need to be looked. Yeah. You know, because every case is, is different in its Most own definitely. nature. You Most know what definitely. I'm saying? So it's, it's a touchy subject, but I'm glad to uh, hear your opinion about it, bro. It, it, you know, it's, it's very important. And just to tie in, too, I mean, and just even taking back from the whole, that transition from the molestation and rape, you got to also think about it, too. What if that young lady is not put in a position to take care of a child? Like, I mean, she could be of age, it the consensual sex, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But of course, now you have an individual such as a father, mm-hmm. um, or child of the father, uh, rather, <clears throat> to basically say, "Oh, well, I don't want to be in this child's life, or I'm not ready for kids," and you want to put that on this young lady to raise a child on their own. Is it really responsible enough for her to have to still go through those nine months or however many months it's going to take for them to bear that child and then, you know, live with it? Like, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, we have the option of adoptions, but think about this to go backwards. How often does a child get adopted? Um, Okay. Um, See, that's that's a good one. That's a good one because... You get you look at the stats and you go okay where a lot of a lot of children you know get neglected a lot of children in that in that uh, industry in that field line of work they get neglected and uh, you have a lot of cases where see I wanted to be a, a pro 
uh, probation officer, not CPS worker. I, I tried it out, but yeah. didn't get the job. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to help kids. I wanted to help kids and, and try to bind together families that need to stick together and right. and uh, separate those who are toxic, you know. And I heard, I've, I've heard of a lot of situations, especially in the juvenile supervision uh, department, where these kids, they the parents just don't care. They just don't care. You know, you talk about abandonment, neglect, the whole nine yards. You know what I'm saying? And what does that do so, for the child's mental? We're going back about mental. It's yeah. You know, it's that plays a big deal in a in a child's at especially the adolescent years. You know what I'm saying? Um, knowing the child knows yeah. that he has no or she has no parents. Right. The child knows that. You know, they're conscious of that and they have to grow up with that. Yeah. You know, then I also know uh, I had a coworker in, uh when I worked for the YMCA, he he had adopted parents and he turned out great. Yeah. He turned out great. So those situations again need to be evaluated on a detailed level and yeah. on an individual case by case basis because you have to monitor how the how the parenting is it's, it's the household right the household is like the key component for for how that that child is is going to you know which direction yeah. you know what i'm saying agree okay so um check this out so what's up with that Johnny Depp situation bro What's Man. up with what's up with that? Because I wanna I wanna say I'm gonna take my I'm gonna stand on it. I feel like the Amber the uh, the Amber lady I don't know her name. She um just going off of what I'm seeing, bro. It seems like she's enjoying it. It seems like she's enjoying the process of humiliating this man. I, I don't know, you know. What do you think, man? So look, you know how they always say it's always the man that ruins a relationship. Mm-hmm. You gotta really think about it. There are some men that are that, that remain silent because of what a woman is putting them through. We always have that mindset. The man started it, right? But in reality, the roles are reversed. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't put himself in a position to record or um, do certain things to help him win this case, this man will be known as just a hypocrite or. He just he's mm -hmm. a he's an actor who who's just having a bad relationship. Yeah. This lady was tormenting him in his own house. This not his mm -hmm. wife, this is his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You should never put a person through what you're putting them through and then think that it's all fun and games. Again, it ties into mental. Yeah. That man could have offed himself because yeah. hey, this lady is really just making my life a living hell. And the next thing you know, we see on the national news, yeah. hey, Johnny Depp actor kills himself, and then the reason being why, nobody really nobody knows why, right? So I'm happy that he was able to do those things to get himself situated and be able to help his case because, I mean, the lady was in the, the courthouse. Smiling, right? Smiling, yeah, and, 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 and the judge, I mean, not the judge, the uh, officer was passing her by. I don't know if it was a regular cup. Or a bottle of water, but the way how she was hot, like she was trying to put something in her jacket pocket. Like this lady, I don't. No she sense, thinks it's man. a joke. Mm -hmm. Playing so, with a person's playing mind. Playing with a person's mind. That's to me. That's that's uh, close to murder. Yeah, it's close to murder because that that's that's another thing we got to touch on real quick is um, toxic relationships. Oh, now we both we've both been in it. We've both been in it, and you know how I feel about it, bro. I feel like, as crazy as it may seem, I feel like maybe we're supposed to go through this. 
because how else can we filter out what's bad and what's good, you know, if we haven't gone through it? You know what I'm saying? You know, it's crazy. I mean, the way that you say it, um, it sounds like, okay, I can understand it. But in my mind, the first go around, no one should go through it. No one should go through a toxic relationship. But the way how you're putting it out there, like, you have to go through it to understand it. Um, there are some people who haven't been in toxic relationships. It's all love. It's all peaches and berries. Mm. But then they also have their secrets and things of that nature that keeps it from being so toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, use for example, we got sweetness that mm. keeps it from being toxic because we share the life, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then at the same time, toxic relationships for me is been through two in my life. Mm. One physical and mental and the other well, how does it get to that point? You see what I'm saying? How I mean, does it get to that point? So for me, the biggest thing is you can tell when a person truly loves you and they start pushing themselves of understanding. Like it, it goes from you're not listening to me, you're not understanding me, mm-hmm. to not physically putting their hands on you. Right? Mm-hmm. You can call a person a bee, a hoe, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start degrading a person, that's how you know that the relationship becomes toxic. And the words is a powerful thing. Yeah, It'll cut just like a sword. You know what I'm saying? Then you go from the words to now the physical. Okay. Right? So, it's sad to say there are people who are okay with, oh, yeah, we fought the other day. That's not cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not cute. Like, and then you go, the biggest thing for us is humans, or most humans, they go to social media to talk about everything that they didn't did. And then next thing you know, they're going on a date the next day, right? Mm-hmm. It's so toxic. It's yeah. not healthy. And it, it it puts us in a position to want to say, do I really want to be in a relationship? Do I really want to go through this? Or do problem. I want to be single for the rest of my that, life? That's the problem, Justin, is you got people who they're so fixated on this ideology of, I got to get married. I got to have kids. No, I got to I gotta be in, a, uh, you know, in this picture perfect picket fence type situational, you know, family. But you forget about the person who you're with. Sometimes you have to evaluate yourself and then evaluate the person that you're with before obtaining, you know, things like that. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with wanting wanting those things, but you're so desperate to to, to get, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's that's what contributes to, you know, to the divorce rate. That in the household. Yeah. Because we have in, in with divorce rate does come with communication, you know what I'm saying? Um, we can't a person can't know how you feel if you don't communicate. You got to be vocal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been married. I got married February 27th to be exact of 2022, right? Um, it has been challenging mm-hmm. because there are sometimes I travel for work and they're at home most of the time. So when I get home on the weekend, sometimes I just want to relax and rest upon. Right, but then we have situations where I come home, the house is in disarray. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. it's different things. I may be upset about it, but I'm gonna I'm say say what I gotta say so we can avoid this situation from happening again. Mm-hmm. But then also I'm gonna do the due diligence and 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 fix it. Right. Okay. So if you address what your concerns are with your partner, you should be okay. If you wait. And let it build up, which I've done before. Mm-hmm. It becomes Worse. very bad, very bad, man. Like, and 
and and there are nights where I just like I I've always been told, and I was told this by six different people the day that we got married. Never go to bed mad at one another. Mm. So never. that's a real thing. Man. Never, because you never know if I'll wake up or that person will wake up the next day. Hmm. It's hard. I mean, um, I guess only because I went through it, Justin, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I really do, bro. It's uh, Communication is everything. You know, respect is everything as well. You know, just because you're, you're with somebody, you cohabitate with somebody, doesn't mean that you can check the, the relationship box off. You yeah. know, like, it's not complete. It's ongoing. <laughs> it's it's not, ongoing. You, know? you learn a person every day. I know somebody that has been married for 22 years, my godparent. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful to have them in my life. They helped me. They helped raise me. They helped mold me into the man I am today, along with my mother. But mm-hmm. at the same time, my godmother always says, I'm still learning your godfather. I love it. I love it. I'm That's still learning them. 22 years. Mm-hmm. And they still learning one another. Mm-hmm. So if a person tells you that they are that, that they know their partner, or they know the better half. You can know a lot about them, mm-hmm. but do you really know them? Mm-hmm. Are you taking out that time? For example, we're married, right? Me and my partner is married. Mm-hmm. And I realize date night is important. Okay. Don't stop what we were doing prior to getting married. It's important. You still have to have that life. You still have to live that life because they need it. You know what I'm saying? They need mm-hmm. it. It's important. So it's it's important for that. And then just going backwards, you can't fully know a person. And if that person says that they knows you 100%, I'm going to be honest. They're a bald-faced Very careful, yeah. Bald-faced lie. I think, I think people who say, who talk like that, they just don't. They just haven't figured it out. It's just that simple, you know. Oh, they're just too cocky. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> they're just too cocky, man. <laughs> they're just too cocky. Because a lot of people, they had a mentality, I know my better half. I, I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know their color. You know what kind of car they like to drive. You know you know what kind of food they like to eat. But what happens if that food isn't available for them? You know what's the second best for them? Mm-mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? So it's a rule, like you don't know your, you don't know your person. Man, but see, but uh, that takes me to another thought. Why does it take for somebody to tell you to be great, for you to be great? You know, why does it, why does it, because t- you said it yourself. Now you said it yourself. You said words are, words are, they're, know, powerful, they're powerful, man. Yeah. And I guess for me, it's like. I didn't know I can do this. I didn't know I can do this podcast and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I've always wanted to do it, but, you know, uh, to be truthful, bro, somebody came along and uh, and just kind of put it in my ear and was like, bro, you should do this. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't have nothing. Yeah. I didn't, I started from nothing. Hey, <laughs> you know? Listen, we all did, man. <laughs> but sometimes I think for us too, and this is the crazy part, is that we need that reassurance in our life. Because we can say all day... I'm going to do it, right? But there are certain things that remind us of, okay, I do have the capability of doing it. I do have the capability of doing it. I do have the capability of doing it. Sometimes all we need to hear is, Kingsley, man, you great at what you do. Push yourself harder. They need that motivation. Because sometimes we get out of bed each day and we we have the mentality we're going to be great. But sometimes you need that reassurance. 
I was talking Crazy. to a friend yesterday and just talking about just life, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have this habit of giving without receiving, right? Uh-huh. It's all about giving energy. Yeah. It ain't about the monetary. It ain't about the gifts. It ain't about all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. If I give you 100% pop, in my case, 150, mm-hmm. 150% energy, at least feed that back into me. That's all I'm asking yeah, for. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because a person can take so much from you that it drains you and you feel like you have nothing. You are selfless. Like you you have nothing to do. You have nothing to, to be the great person that you want to be each day. So having that one or two, maybe three people tell you, hey, keep doing what you're doing. It goes a long way. Bro. It does, man. You have no idea. I wish I wish everyone at my job understood that because we have we have camaraderie at my job, but you know, uh, on that same note, it's like there's a lot of stress involved because people don't understand. You know, you want to talk about drivers, you want to talk about management. People don't understand that if you just be genuine with another person, it's we, all it's, take, man. you know, sometimes you're going to have hard days. But if you just be genuine with with the person that you're working with, you don't have to like that person. You know, but just be respectful and be honest with them and, and be genuine and let them know, hey, this is this is what's going on. This is this is why it happened. And I just want to communicate with you and yeah. let you know that goes a long way. Like it long. really does. It really does. So how would you characterize yourself, Justin? Would you say that you're free spirited? I know we talked about that before. <laughs> what makes you think that? Man, I, I'm a I'm an individual who just loves. I'm 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 gonna give you everything I got until I ain't got it no more. Even when I don't have it, I'm gonna make a way <laughs> to take care of you. Dope. I am, man. I am, and and I just I'm all about peace and tranquility in my life. Like I I don't like turmoil. I don't like um, negative vibes every day all around me. And I deal with it with work. I deal with it in my personal life. And and I can use for an example uh, my best friend, man. One of my best friends. She reminded me of something. Um, she's a single mother as well, single mother of four. And she spoke some words at my wedding that really hit me, man. Mm. And it was just, it was sentimental because I had to hold myself together because I didn't realize how much of an impact I made on her. This young lady broke down in front of a hundred something people at my wedding just to explain this man was there for me. For my four kids, hmm. and didn't question nothing. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, if I could do it, I could do it. I'll be far away, Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana, working. I'm gonna make a way for. Her. You know what I'm saying? And she reminded me. She was like, "If nobody understands who you are and respect the fact of the love." Already, man. We chilling up. All right, Justin. Hey, man. Welcome to Poster Reality, y'all. Hey, um, I got somebody here today. Very interesting uh, person. Um, let's get started, bro. Okay. So, what does mental health mean to you? Tell me, what does mental health mean to a person like you? Man, it means a lot, especially with the last couple of months that I've been dealing with. I lost a cousin to mental health. Just last, well, this past Tuesday, and then a classmate uh, we had to bury about two weeks ago. 
mental health issues, and you know, they're both committed suicide. So it means a lot. Um, And then especially with a person like me, um, I've had my dark days and uh, things of that nature, but I was able to get out of it. You know, I was able to fight those demons to Mm -hmm. try get on a different level. So mental health is is really important, especially in this day and age, and especially being a black young black successful. Being a young black successful man, that's that's a big ticket. Yes, you know what I'm saying sir. in this society, um, bro. Let me tell you, I had a coworker, uh, literally just this past week, who uh, I had a cousin who um, committed suicide and, and killed himself. You know, so it's it's real strange and and kind of you know crazy how much common it is. It's kind of common. I don't know. I don't know what to call it, but. Uh, this is this is why we're here today, bro. We're going we gonna to hash out the details and, and really talk about something. So let me get started. Um, I want you to tell me, like, tell me about how you got started, bro. You're very successful, and you know that. Yes. Tell me about your background, your All education. Right. Well, first, let me go backwards. So it's a pleasure to be in here. And then on top of it, uh, my sister wanted me to extend this, and that's why she named her child right after you. Kingsley, so oh, that's, just throw that's that dope. out there. So big that's ups, you, you play a major part because we all grew up together. So mm-hmm. just throw that out there. But um, no man, I came from small little city, put out the Texas land of the trill, the original trill, mm-hmm. Pimp C, UGK. So um, I mean, man, I I grew up on the deep east, so put out the, um, raised there most of my life, um, projects, uh, things of that nature. Um, one of four kids, and uh, the biggest thing for me was I was a middle kid. So, you know, you, everybody has that stereotype of middle kid, has that syndrome where they don't get the attention that they mm-hmm. should get. Um, so I worked a little harder for the things that I wanted. Why so, is it always like that, though? You know what? I don't know. But for me, I think it was a blessing and a curse for me. Okay. You know, um, I did have the run in of things, but um, I was able to show with having a single mother, you know, raising uh-huh. four kids to show her that I can also be the man of the house as well of my amongst my other family, my other siblings, rather. Um, but, yeah, no, um, I used to be that kid. We went to the grocery store, um, and instead of – I bought snacks, but mm-hmm. instead of buying snacks to eat, I made a, I made a little go deal. You know, I, I started making packages, and I would go sell them at school. Ooh. So my hustle started at an early age. Okay. I was literally 10, 12, like literally hustling. So, okay. Um, I always knew that I wanted more, right? So my goal was to, to make money so I can make sure that I can um, help myself and help my mom and then help my siblings get school clothes, things of that nature. The hustle, the grind, the motive. So not only were you, okay, so it's obvious you come from humble beginnings. Yes, most definitely. You know definitely. what I'm saying? So leading up to all of that, how did how did that transpire translate into you becoming the man that you are today? You know what I mean? Like Man, um <laughs> look, look at what you're doing, bro. You're making big moves, you know that. So I mean, <clears throat> one thing's for sure. Um, I always had that mentality. I wanted to leave Port Arthur because I felt like there wasn't much for me out there and I didn't want to be trapped with um being content. So um, I did move to Ohio first. I went to school. I got a scholarship for track and cheerleading. Went out there. Mom wasn't doing too well. Um, came back, um, and then of course my relationship kind of got rocky. So mm-hmm. I rather just came home. So um, 
came home and I vowed to tell myself that I would never go back to living with my mom. So again, I transitioned to hustling. So I was working at one point in time, I was working three jobs and still going to school. I was going to community college um, and I was doing two security jobs and I was working for Walmart doing a lot of Well, I started off um started mm-hmm. off as an inventory associate stocking. Okay. <clears throat> and um man, I I wanted more. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I kept going. I was I was a day in, day out. I would go to school in the morning time, uh, get off of school probably like around noon, one o'clock, go to work from like one to eleven. Mm-hmm. Then I had an overnight job, which is my security job. Did that got up got off about five o'clock in the morning and did it all over again. It was a hustle. I mean, the amount of dedication that it takes to 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 be on that level is honestly, bro, it's a, it surpasses, you know what I'm saying, a lot of um expectations. You gotta understand, like, life is every day. Life is not sometimes, life is not every now and again, it's every day. You know, and that's and that's something that I picked up along the way. Um I let me tell you this. Okay. So speaking of relationships, yes. you, you said you were on a, uh, in a rocky situation at one point. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Did you get married? I saw your social media. Yeah. I got I ended up getting married, man. Get okay. ended up getting married. Yeah. Okay. It happened. Congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Actually met them while working for the company that I work for now. So okay. We both tied into a Fortune 500 company that allows us to just be us. But but what what made you really do it, bro? Like, um, not everybody, because you gotta understand, fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. Most definitely, you gotta ask yourself why. And I think that it has something to do with the household. It all starts from somewhere. Yeah. So in my mind, I feel like um, if you don't learn how to handle yourself, if you don't learn yourself first, yeah. how can you be in a relationship? So for me, uh, the biggest thing for me is I, I'm still learning me, regardless. Like, but I've loved myself enough to love on someone else. At one point in time, I I I didn't see myself being um, that person to be good for anybody. So I had to start loving on me and giving me a level of respect that I know that somebody else would do in return as well. So if I knew how to love myself, then I I can see that other person loving on me the same way and I can say, okay, this is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna be honest with you, man, I I, I was very skeptical on marriage. Mm-hmm. Um I told myself I wouldn't have been married. But um things change, you know? Yeah. Life changes. Um as I said, adaptability. I was able to adapt to a life that I wanted more. I gave myself goals to do before I was at the age of thirty. I'm now thirty one. I focused on um, getting my house a luxury car before the age of 30. I mean, look, uh, that's another thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, so what was this goal about foreign cars to you? What, what, How did that come about? And how long did it take for you to really like build up to that point where you really manifested that 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 idea that you had to get an exotic car man so i mean you know i was i was an hourly associate at one point in time and um i had a lot of no's in my life mm-hmm. it I, I i didn't get the yeses that i wanted so i had to learn how to be patient patience was my key for everything and um i got a no with the interview that i did um finally got into the salary position of work with my company and um I started working towards saving. 
And I realized for me, you know, people have that mentality, oh, because I make money, I can spend it, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't think about the things behind it. So we go blow the money, yeah, it's cool. But what are you leaving on this earth if you do have children? What are you leaving on this earth to say that you have a legacy? Right. So it took me to have a game plan, and I wrote that game plan down and um, basically told myself, Justin, before 30, your focus is buying a house because what's going to happen is your family is going to come along where they're going to need you. Mm-hmm. And it was such a coincidence, and, and God is my witness, man. Um, the storm happened yeah. um, and you know, flooded out Port Arthur. And oh, here it is. I was able to save money, have the ability to go get a runner car because they were trying to fly my family originally to Houston they were supposed to. But then the day of, they tell my family, oh, we're going to flight child to Dallas and put them up in a shelter. You know what I'm saying? And that was one of my things. Ding, I got a house. Got a three-bedroom, two-bath house. My family can stay here. I don't care how many people, we got to make pallets, do whatever it is. And that's what made me realize, Justin, it's a purpose in everything that you do. Man, that's so powerful, bro. You, you, it's clearly, clear that you come through for your family. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? I aspire to that. Like, and I hope that everybody listening can aspire to that too because family is, is another thing that, that has to do with life. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and uh, everybody thinks that, you know, once you get out the house, for me it was like 18, I got out the house, never came back. Yeah. Never came back. But... Like I said in the, in the previous podcast, we all know in the back of our head that if things go, you know, left, we can always go back to the nest. Yeah. We can always go back to, but for you, situation was different. You know what I'm saying? And that's, but that's big. That's big because family is everything. Family is everything. And also, you only got so much time to get it right. You know what I'm saying? So there's no blueprint. For this, but it sounds like you kind of created one on the cool, bro. I, I mean, for me, I had to. Um, it was it was important for me um, because for my mental, just going back, I wanted to be able to say that however I leave this earth, I can say that I left something okay. in priority for my, my godson, Kingsley. Okay. Like you, right? <laughs> so um, I, I was able to build that. And, and make make sure that if I left, I didn't leave my people with heartache and, and, and bills and debt, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm leaving them with legacy. I'm leaving them with things that they can say, well, I know Justin really helped us out a lot, so X, Y, and Z. I'm going to still be able to help you even though I'm gone. See, to me, legacy is more important than currency. Oh, most definitely. Leg- legacy is, is is literally what you leave behind. That's the one thing that you can leave behind that actually means something. Yes, sir. You know, um, growing up, it's like I always knew I had to be something. I, I never cared about fame. I never cared about fortune. But I knew I had to be something. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've been in private school all my life. so Football. I mean, we... we, we... We athletic kids, so you mm-hmm. know we we was known for what we did, but at the same time, man, we that's not what we want to be known for. We wanted a, our own image. So I like it, bro. I like it. So let me get into it uh, with you about this. So, as you already know, the Supreme Court leaked, you know, some uh, some footage that had to do with the Roe versus Wade situation. 
case got overturned and, and it, it seems to upset a lot of people, you know, with abortion rights and everything like that. What is your position on it if you want to talk about it? So this is me. Um, I feel like in reality for me, you shouldn't tell a human being how they should take care of their body. Now, I know I get it. You know, there are people in this world who just use, for example, some people aren't put into a situation where it's volunteered. And I go back to say molestation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this 15, 16-year-old young lady was molested by a family member or a close friend. And you mean to tell me that she has to bear bear a chair a child of a molester? Mm -hmm. That's it's, you, it's rough. It, it's, it's rough. You rough. can't do that. See, and I'm gonna play devil's advocate, but um then I could sit here and, and tell you, you know, it's not it's not our it's not in our power to make that choice. Right. I could sit here and, and tell you that when you have life, it's not your job to terminate. But see, then it's, it's a really touchy subject. You know what I'm saying? Because I also see your point. You, you, okay, I think about incest. That's a problem. That's a problem. A lot of people don't talk about that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I feel as though I am pro-life. You yeah. know, life is precious. Yeah. But there are situations that, that make you uh, have to evaluate and analyze the situation a little bit more in detail. Uh, such as that, you know, with incest and, and uh, like you say, you know, someone getting molested or raped. That, that Those are cases that really need to be looked. Yeah. You know, because every case is, is different in its Most own definitely. nature. You Most know what definitely. I'm saying? So it's, it's a touchy subject, but I'm glad to uh, hear your opinion about it, bro. It, it, you know, it's, it's very important. And just to tie in, too, I mean, and just even taking back from the whole, that transition from the molestation and rape, you got to also think about it, too. What if that young lady is not put in a position to take care of a child? Like, I mean, she could be of age, it, the consensual sex, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. But, of course, now you have an individual such as a father mm -hmm. um, or child of the father, uh, rather, <clears throat> to basically say, oh, well, I don't want to be in this child's life or I'm not ready for kids. And you want to put that on this young lady to raise a child on their own. Is it really responsible enough for her to have to still go through those nine months or however many months it's going to take for them to bear that child and then, you know, live with it? Like, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, we have the option of adoptions, but think about this to go backwards. How often does a child get adopted? Um, okay. Um, see, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one because... You get you look at the stats and you go okay where a lot of a lot of children you know get neglected a lot of children in that in that uh, industry in that field line of work they get neglected and uh, you have a lot of cases where see I wanted to be a, a pro a probation officer not CPS worker I, I tried it out but yeah. didn't get the job yeah but uh, I wanted to help kids I wanted to help kids and, and try to bind together families that need to stick together and. Right. And uh, separate those who are toxic, you know. And I heard, I've, I've heard of a lot of situations, especially in the juvenile supervision uh, department, where these kids, they, the parents just don't care. They just don't care. You know, you talk about abandonment, neglect, the whole nine yards. You know what I'm saying? And what does that do so, for the child's mental? We're going back about mental. It's yeah, you know, 
it's that plays a big deal in a in a child's at especially the adolescent years. You know what I'm saying? Um, knowing the child knows yeah. that he has no or she has no parents. Right. The child knows that. You know they're conscious of that and they have to grow up with that. Yeah. You know. Then I also know. Um, I had a coworker in, uh, when I worked for the YMCA. He he had adopted parents and he turned out great. Yeah. He turned out great. So. Those situations again need to be evaluated on a detailed level yeah. and on an individual case by case basis because you have to monitor how the how the parenting is. It's, it's the household. Right. The household is like the key component for for how that that child is is gonna you know which direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Agree. Okay. So um, check this out. So what's up with that Johnny Depp situation, bro? What's up, with, what's up with that? Because I want to I wanna say, I'm going to take my, I'm going to stand on it. I feel like the Amber, the uh, the Amber lady, I don't know her name. She, um, just going off of what I'm saying, bro, it seems like she's enjoying it. It seems like she's enjoying the process of humiliating this man. I, I don't know, you know, what do you think? Man, so look, you know how they always say it's always the man that ruins a relationship? Mm-hmm. You gotta really think about it. There are some men that are that, that remain silent because of what a woman is putting them through. We always have that mindset. The man started it, right? But in reality, the roles are reversed. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't put himself in a position to record or um, do certain things to help him win this case, this man will be known as just a hypocrite or he just he's mm -hmm. a he's an actor who who's just having a bad relationship. Yeah. This lady was tormenting him in his own house. It's not his mm -hmm. wife, this is his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You should never put a person through what you're putting them through and then think that it's all fun and games. Again, it ties into mental. Yeah. That man could have offed himself because yeah. hey, this lady is really just making my life a living hell. And the next thing you know, we see on the national news, yeah. hey, Johnny Depp actor kills himself, and then the reason being why, nobody really nobody knows why, right? So I'm happy that he was able to do those things to get himself situated and be able to help his case because, I mean, the lady was in the, the courthouse. Smiling, right? Smiling, yeah, and, 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 and the I mean, not the judge, the uh, officer was passing her by. I don't know if it was a regular cup. Or a bottle of water, but the way how she was hiding, like she was trying to put something in her jacket pocket. Like this lady, I don't. No she sense, thinks it's man. a joke. Mm -hmm. Playing so, with a person's playing mind. Playing with a person's mind. That's to me. That's that's uh, close to murder. Yeah, it's close to murder because that that's that's another thing we got to touch on real quick is um, toxic relationships. Oh, now we both we've both been in it. We've both been in it, and you know how I feel about it, bro. I feel like, as crazy as it may seem, I feel like maybe we're supposed to go through this because how else can we filter out what's bad and what's good, you know, if we haven't gone through it, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's crazy. I mean, the way that you say it, um, it sounds like, okay, I can understand it, but in my mind, the first go around, no one should go through it. No one should go through a type of relationship. But the way how you're putting it out there, like, you have to go through it to understand it. Um, there are some people who haven't been in toxic relationships. It's all love. It's all peaches and berries. Mm -hmm. But then 
they also have their secrets and things of that nature that keeps it from being so toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, use for example, we got sweeteners that mm. keeps it from being toxic because we share the life, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then at the same time, toxic relationships for me is been through two in my life. Mm. One physical and mental. And the other How does mental. it get to that point? You see what I'm saying? How I mean, does it get to that point? So for me, the biggest thing is you can tell when a person truly loves you and they start pushing themselves of understanding. Like it, it goes from, you're not listening to me, you're not understanding me, mm-hmm. to not physically putting their hands on you. Right? Mm-hmm. You can call a person to be a whole whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start degrading a person, that's how you know that the, the relationship becomes toxic. Mm-hmm. And the words is a powerful thing. Yeah. It'll cut just like a sword. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then you go from the words to now the physical, okay. right? So it's sad to say there are people who are okay with, oh, yeah, we fought the other day. That's not cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not cute. Like, And then you go, the biggest thing for us is humans, or most humans, they go to social media and talk about everything that they done did, and then next thing you know, they're going on a date the next day, right? Mm-hmm. It's so toxic. It's yeah. not healthy. And it, it, it puts us in a position to want to say, do I really want to be in a relationship? Do I really want to go through this? Or do problem. I want to be single for the rest of my that, life? That's the problem, Justin, is you got people who they're so fixated on this ideology of I got to get married. I got to have kids. Nah, I got I to gotta be in, a, uh, you know, in this picture-perfect picket fence nah. type situational you know, family. But you forget about the person who you're with. Yeah. Sometimes you have to evaluate yourself and then evaluate the person that you're with before obtaining, you know, things of, 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 of like that. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with wanting to want yeah. those things, but you're so desperate to to so. and, to get, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's that's what contributes to you know to the divorce rate in the household. Yeah, because we have in, in with divorce rate does come with communication. You know what I'm saying? Um, we can't, a person can't know how you feel if you don't communicate. You got to be vocal. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been married. I got married February 27th to be exact of 2022. Right? Um, it has been challenging mm-hmm. because there are sometimes I travel for work and they're at home most of the time. So when I get home on the weekend, sometimes I just want to relax and rest up on me. Mm-hmm. Right? But then we have situations where I come home, the house is in disarray, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's different things. I may be upset about it, but I'm going I'm to say, say what I got to say so we can avoid this situation from happening again. Mm-hmm. But then also I'm going to do the due diligence and, and, and fix it, right? Okay. So if you address what your concerns are with your partner, you should be okay. If you wait and let it build up, which I've done before, mm-hmm. it becomes Worse. very... Very bad, man. Like, and and there are nights where I just like I I've always been told, and I was told this by six different people the day that we got married. Never go to bed mad at one another. Mm. So that's a real thing, man. Never, because you never know if I'll wake up or that person will wake up the next day. Hmm. It's hard. I mean, um, I guess only because I went through it, Justin. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I really do, bro. It's uh, communication is everything, you know. Respect is everything as well, you know. 
just because you're you're with somebody, you cohabitate with somebody, doesn't mean that you can check the the relationship box off. You yeah. know, like it's not complete. It's ongoing. <laughs> it's it's not, ongoing. You know, you learn a person every day. I know somebody that has been married for twenty two years. My godparents. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful to have them in my life. They help me. They help raise me. They help mold me into the man I am today, along with my mother. But mm-hmm. at the same time. My godmother always says, I'm still learning your godfather. I love it. I love it. I'm That's still learning them. 22 years. Mm-hmm. And they still learning one another. So mm-hmm. if a person tells you that they are that, that they know their partner or they know their better half, you can know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. But do you really know them? Mm-hmm. Are you taking out that time? For example, we're married, right? Me and my partner is married. Mm-hmm. And I realized date night. Is important. Okay. Don't stop what we were doing prior to getting married. It's important. You still have to have that life. You still have to live that life because they need it. You know what I'm saying? They need mm-hmm. it. It's important. So it's it's important for that. And then just going backwards, you can't fully know a person. And if that person says that they knows you 100, percent I'm gonna be honest. They're a bald face. Very careful. Yeah. Bald face. I think I think people who say who talk like that they just don't they just haven't figured it out. It's just that simple, you know. Oh, they just too cocky. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> they just too cocky, man. <laughs> they just too cocky because a lot of people they had a mentality. I know my better half. I I know. Okay, mm-hmm. well, you know their color. You know what kind of car they like to drive. You know, you know what kind of food they like to eat. But what happens if that food isn't available for them? You know what's the second best for them? Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? So it's a rule. Like you don't know your you don't know your person. Man, but see, but uh that takes me to another thought. Why does it take for somebody to tell you to be great for you to be great? You know? Why does it why does it because t- you said it yourself. Now you said it yourself. You said words are words are they're, know, powerful, they're powerful, man. Yeah. And I guess for me, it's like, I didn't know I can do this. I didn't know I can do this podcast and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I've always wanted to do it, but, you know, uh, to be truthful, bro, somebody came along and uh, and just kind of put it in my ear and was like, bro, you should do this. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't have nothing. Yeah. I didn't, I started from nothing. Hey, <laughs> you know? Listen, we all did, man. <laughs> but sometimes I think for us too, and this is the crazy part, is that... We need that reassurance in our life because we can say all day, I'm going to do it, right? But there are certain things that remind us of, okay, I do have the capability of doing it. I do have the capability of doing it. I do have the capability of doing it. Sometimes all we need to hear is, Kingsley, man, you great at what you do. Push yourself harder. They need that motivation because sometimes... We get out of bed each day, and we we have the mentality we're gonna be great. But sometimes you need that reassurance. I was talking right. to a friend yesterday, and just talking about just life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have this habit of giving without receiving, right? Uh, it's all about giving energy. Yeah. It ain't about the monetary. It ain't about the gifts. It ain't about all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. If I give you 100% pop, in my case, 150. Mm-hmm. 150% energy at least feed that back into me that's all I'm asking yeah, for yeah. you feel what I'm saying because a person can take so much from you 
that it drains you and you feel like you have nothing. You are selfless. Like you, you have nothing to do. You have nothing to, to be the great person that you want to be each day. So having that one or two, maybe three people tell you, hey, keep doing what you're doing. It goes a long way. Bro. It does, man. You have no idea. I wish I wish everyone at my job understood that because we have we have camaraderie at my job, but you know, uh on that same note is like there's a lot of stress involved because people don't understand, you know, you wanna talk about drivers, you wanna talk about management, people don't understand that if you just be genuine with another person. That's we, all it takes, you know, sometimes you're gonna have hard days, but if you just be genuine with with the person that you're working with you don't have to like that person, you know, but just be respectful and be honest with them and, and be genuine and let them know, hey, this is this is what's going on. This is this is why it happened. And I just want to communicate with you and yeah. let you know that goes a long way. Like it long. really does. It really does. So how would you characterize yourself, Justin? Would you say that you're free spirited? I know we talked about that before. <laughs> what makes you think that? Man, I, I'm a I'm an individual who. Just loves. I'm 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 gonna give you everything I got until I ain't got it no more. Even when I don't have it, I'm gonna make a way <laughs> to take care of you. Dope. I am, man. I am. And and I just I'm all about peace and tranquility in my life. Like I, I don't like turmoil. I don't like um negative vibes every day all around me. And I deal with it with work, I deal with it in my personal life and and I can use for an example, um, my best friend, man. One of my best friends, she reminded me of something. Um, she's a single mother as well, single mother of four. And she spoke some words at my wedding that really hit me. man. Mm. And it was just, it was sentimental because I had to hold myself together because I didn't realize how much of an impact I made on her. This young lady broke down in front of a hundred something people at my wedding just to explain this man was there for me, for my four kids, hmm. and didn't question nothing. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, if I could do it, I could do it. I'll be far away, Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana, working. I'm going to make a way for her. You know what I'm saying? And she reminded me, she was like, if nobody understands who you are and respect the fact of the love that you give, mm-hmm. man, it, People losing out on you. And I had to sit back and I'm like, damn, I'm really this person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I'm. this is just my normal me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I I love because I care. And, and I've been in the situation. I've been there. I've seen it. And I never want to see the people that I really ride, I ride with and rock with mm-hmm. fail. And something oh. she reminded me of as well is after all that was said and done and she broke down, taxi Right, mm-hmm. she was waiting on her, her come up. This young lady always made a promise to me. She said, "I'm gonna take care of you because you always took care of me and my kids." Wow! And I'm like, man, I'm wow. not worried about that. This we family. That's love. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This young lady called me. She said, "Hey, I need you to check something for me." I said, "Okay, cool." Cash up hit. I'm like. <laughs> She was like, oh, it's more to come. And I'm like, I don't need it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. She's like, that's not the purpose. 
Mm. You went years taking care of me and my family. Now it's my turn. That, so that's the energy you're talking about right that's there. The that's it. That's okay. it. And all I want is love. That's it. Just yeah. give me love. I don't need the monetary. Okay. Just give me love. That's it. Show me that you care for me and the reason why I should be on this earth. Because I've had my days where when I was younger in my 20s, I'm talking about mid-20s, where I was ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was ready to go. I what's what purpose do I serve on this life, on this earth? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What life do I have to give? And I kept getting reminded, Justin, you got a purpose. And if it wasn't from myself, it was from a good friend of mine, Queen B, or my my best friend Nikki B. You know what I'm saying? These people kept reminding me, man, you have a purpose on this earth, and you gotta keep giving what you're giving. And I'm like. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my love. Yeah. It's like, but love is more powerful and it means more than money or anything else. It's got to be true. It's got to be. I mean, look at what, you, look at what you're talking about. You're, you're talking about a life where you experienced toxicity. You know what I'm saying? You've experienced what it's like for somebody who you give to um, and then you don't get back in return. Yeah. You know, so despite that, despite those shortcomings, you still know who you are. Most definitely. You still know who you are. Your mental is in check. You, you okay. You, you understand where that person is and you're not going to associate with that negativity. It's just point blank simple. Cut you off in a heartbeat because I can't do it. I, I understand that and I get it. I get it. Because I think the problem is for people who haven't gotten to that point yet or that level yet is because they're afraid of maybe getting hurt again or but see the ain't that ain't that uh, ironic because you're afraid to get hurt again so you'd rather get hurt every day by somebody you know yeah and i tell people all the time i i would rather a stranger do me wrong than somebody that i know right hurts more because i have to carry that burden with me knowing the fact that you as a brother to me right you do me dirty but if a stranger do it i can walk away and be like i'm good Right? Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. And I stress the issue. I love you the same way I loved you when I first met you. But don't mm-hmm. get it twisted. I will drop you like I never met you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because my peace is more important than anybody around. Mm-hmm. And if I keep allowing people to bring negativity in my life, I'm saying that it's okay. And all that's going to do is feed off that positive, that in, the positive energy that I'm giving, mm-hmm. all it's going to do is turn into negative. And what purpose would that serve? Because now I'm going to, I'm going to feed it out to you. I'm going to feed right. it out to my colleagues. I'm going to feed it out to my partner. I'm going to feed it out to everybody that's around me that only want to see good in me. But I'm reacting and I'm responding because people who have pushed negativity on me mm-hmm. has caused me to push negativity out on somebody else that didn't deserve it. Man, bro, that's deep. That's deep. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> See, that's why that's why you're here. That's why we're here today to talk about relationships, to talk about what it means to to really, you know, gather yourself in, inside your own mind and understand what it is that you're gonna deal with and not deal with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um I hope everybody who's listening, man, they understand that understand this. Negativity sells. I don't know why, but it does. Negativity sells, but this isn't. This is not what this is about. You know what I'm saying? It's, this is. This, I'm on something different. We're on something different. You know, I think life is one of the biggest 
especially personal life. Personal life is one of the biggest commodities that that you that that really should be floating around these days because we go through stuff. We go through stuff, and you know what I'm saying. And people need to know because you probably there's as millions of people that can probably relate to what you're going through, bro. But some people remain silent because they don't know how to vocalize. Real men suffer in silence. I heard that from a uh, from a slogan. It's hard, man. It's you, you. You have to realize some people will remain silent because they want peace. But the question is, is it really peace? You know what I'm saying? Is it really peace? Because you're you're battling demons. You're battling frustration from what people have fed into you. And instead of you speaking up and being vocal, you remain silent. How would a person ever know to fix something if you don't? Model wow. goals. Closed mouths don't get fed, man. They don't. Okay. I hear vocal. you. I hear you. You got to be vocal on it, man. Got to talk. Got to talk. Okay, so I'm gonna change this up just for a little bit. So, what does fashion mean to you? You come here, you dripped out, man. You know what I'm saying? What does fashion? <laughs> what does fashion mean to you? Listen, let me tell you something. I came, like I said, from nothing. Same mm-hmm. with you, man. Came from nothing, and I will make something that's inexpensive look so damn fashionable. <laughs> this okay. whole outfit I got on, okay. from head to toe, with an exception of the shoes, came from Walmart. Really? This whole outfit. I wouldn't guess that. I wouldn't guess that. The whole outfit. Okay. This little scarf that I got came mm-hmm. from the, the latest accessories. Shirt, okay. Walmart, six bucks. Pants was on clearance for five dollars, man. My boots came from ASOS. All Maybe right. twenty dollars. They was on clearance too. My biggest thing is <clears throat> we have a lot of people that's living in this world trying to impress. Yes. Right. I'm still impressed, but I'm going to do it on a budget that I can afford. Okay. Okay. You understand okay. me? I will I will drip down and you be like, man, where'd you get it from? My bag that I carry every day. It's a little crossbody. You know, everybody into the least little crossbodies mm-hmm. now. My, my crossbody came from Walmart, seven bucks. Feel what I'm saying? And they call me Mr. Walmart because I work for them, right? Mm-hmm. I'll go buy anything, everything from there. And the, people ask me. There's no way you got that from Walmart. Yeah, yes, I sir, guess. it is very much so. I I I just know how to put it together, and I'm happy because I have a mother who had a sense of fashion. Oh, I have a father who had a sense of fashion, and the things that I put together, it may not make sense to somebody else, but it makes sense to me, right? Yeah. And my uh my my husband is actually into fashion. He's a clothing designer, Lee Wan's uh, House of Clothing. Collection, you know what I'm saying? Okay. He does his own little unique styles, retro, the the baggy pants, the the um <clears throat> over oversized pants with the suits. Like he does all that. Mm. And what's crazy is his style is different from mine. But when we get together, we're a dynamic duo. Yeah. We step out. You know what I'm saying? I I think for me, when it comes to fashion, I want to be the best dressed. That pays less. Hmm. Man, I never heard. Hold on, say it one more time. Just the now. best dress that pays less. Okay. okay. I'm not finna go. What's the purpose of me flaunting a Fendi, a Gucci, a Dior, and all that to make somebody else? Oh, I like your outfit. Mm-hmm. I can still go hit the clearance racks because I can go to these luxury stores, but I hit the clearance racks. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still go to the regular retail stores and hit those racks. You know what I'm saying? And still can come out looking just as good as you. I've been doing it wrong, y'all. I've been doing it wrong. My brand is a brand, man. Mm-hmm. It's the same clothing. The only difference is they got their name tag on it. Ah. Manufacturers, that's what people don't fail to realize, too. Most of these high-end designers, they going through the same manufacturer, Walmart, Target, yeah, Burlington, all these people going through. So what difference would it make to have a brand? Have fun at it. Do what you do. I'm I don't knock it. But I can tell you I do have I do own a couple of, you know, expensive pieces. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you most of them got from the clearance rack. Or it was those times where I said I was deserving of buying me something. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Once or twice. Now that's important, isn't it? Like you gotta treat yourself. Most right? definitely. You it's know? not it's it's not all about all work and no play. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta balance out my life, and I got to put it to where, for me, it's like, Justin, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this. Now it's time to pay yourself for it. Oh, I mean, that, there's got to be a contributing factor to the, to the mental health, you know, you dig? Like, because we all, but see... I don't want to. I don't want to uh, say that without also saying this too. It's important to reward yourself, but at the same time, I struggle with it myself. Sometimes I tend to reward myself more than I should, and I'll admit that. And and um, so to get out of that, I think that we're you have to understand that we're creatures of habit. Almost definitely. So when you see yourself, when you see yourself going into this rabbit hole of gotta have this like I, I need that I need that uh I need I need that car I need this this expensive big old outfit you know like uh, but how much is it gonna value you though you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. and 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 I say this with my car right my my foreign that I barely drive <laughs> but um I gave myself the opportunity to say save up and then tying into Justin, is this something that you really can afford? Is it something that you're going to embrace longevity? Right? Okay. Buy okay. stuff that has value to your life, not just to be an appearance. Just to have it, just to have just it. Just to have okay. it. Okay. Okay. And I had, to, I had to teach myself because when I first started getting money, it was like, I ain't got to worry about nothing. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy, I'm yeah. going to buy. But I'm like, you know what? I got $600 pair of shoes in my closet. But my mama probably could have used that on her rent. Mm-hmm. And it's just those values that you that you really want to in- tie into things like but that. That's where they got us in check. At yeah. you know they they you know anybody that that comes from a middle class or even lower income background, you get you see a thousand dollars for the first time. What you gonna do? You know? I'm gonna blow it. You know, and that's <laughs> and I think blow it. <laughs> that's where they got us in check at man because. They know that we haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. They know that we haven't seen it, so they know we're, that, that we're going to spend it. You know, with these stimulus checks. But what did we yeah. have to show for it? You spun it, but what mm-hmm. can you say that you show for it? Business. Mm-hmm. Did you put into your business that you always wanted? You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Savings. Did you create the savings that you should have had? These are the questions. Right. These are the questions. Yeah. Because we blow all this money, and then the first thing we want to holler about. I ain't got nothing to show for it. Well, yeah, because you went out eating crabs, crawfish, 
you know, drinking up, buying sections, things of that nature? Mm-hmm. Was that really important to you or were you just trying to showboat for people? And now here you are back to square one. You had all that money, now you're gone. It's gone. So it's like you can't live above your means. No. Like uh, that's what that's what's uh, as they in say, my head. live. You trying to live with the Joneses? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah I'm gonna live with the Viltz and, and keep it kicking. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? The Viltz, we 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 come from a background of hustle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Good and bad. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, we knew what a value of a dollar was. I love it. The value of a dollar is most important because guess what? That's what's gonna keep feeding your family. And even if you don't have a family of your own, think about the people that are important around you that may need do you, you. Do you think that's what like makes suicide happen? Not having the lack of. Do you think that's what it where it really comes from, or just being a part of something that a lot of people not on? You know what I'm saying? What do you think it is? It's for me. It's it, it's kind of like man. It's crazy. I was just talking. About this to somebody else, they, mm-hmm. the 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 classmate, the friend, the brother that I lost. You know what I'm saying? He gave, he gave with everything in him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it still wasn't good enough for people, and that made him feel less of a man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that triggered him to do what he did. Okay. Was it fair? No. Was it okay? No. Could he reach out to us? Yes. But he was battling some things that he wanted to battle. Yeah. And like me and my best friend told him, all you have to do is pick up the phone, man. We would have been there. We would have been there. That's crazy, man. It's just you don't know what's going on in a person's mind. And and that's and that's like the biggest that's why I'm so big on this, bro. That's why I'm so big on this because we we focus on so many things in life, but to me, the mind is is the most powerful thing. It'll you make or break nowhere. you, man. Yeah, yeah, man. It'll make or break you. That your mental and your your actual health, your physical mm-hmm. health. Okay. Mental and physical health. I'm real big on uh, physical health. Uh, you know, I guess I got that in the bag a little bit easier because yeah. I'm an advocate for fitness. I ain't gonna lie. You know, it's it's um, for me, it's like. It's a must. You know what I'm saying? When I first, you know, like you said, we've been at we've been athletic boys all of our lives. Listen. You know what I'm saying? So Listen. you look good, you feel good. Yeah. And and when you work out, that's a stress relief. People don't understand. That is a stress relief. You when you work out and you lift weights, that reduces anxiety. And and it allows you to put off that that sting you needed to blow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people have that mentality. Working out ain't gonna do nothing for me, and, I'm, and and I can honestly say, I fell in short of working out like I should. I used to be in the gym consistent every day, all day. Nobody can tell me nothing about Justin. You boy, you swole. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm got a little on the fluffy side now, but you know, I still got my stature. You know, <laughs> but at the same time, when I'm having my 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 moments and I can't sleep. Instead of me sitting in the bed and wondering, I'll go down because I travel so much. I'll go down to the gym at the hotel and work out. Or if my gym was open, um, I'll go there. You know what I'm saying? And I'll take time to self. I'll do cardio and then I'll push weights as much as I can. 
And then I go sit in the sun and I just think about life, man. And and understand this, everybody. You know, when you work out, you work out at your pace. Yeah. You work out at your pace. You don't gotta you don't gotta be intimidated by the swollest dude in the gym. Standing you know? next to you, you yeah, like, yeah. Damn, forget about just, that dude. Yeah. This with about three seventy five all muscle, you know? Yeah, man, but it's your journey. You're your own person. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell a lot of people, I love who I am and I love who I've become. Mm-hmm. Right? My physique may not be for you, but it's damn sure for me. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Now, I may not be on the as healthy side, but I'm I'm working towards a better me each day. And that's what keeps me going. Love it. My, 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 mentality, my mental and my physical will tie in together, and they're going to meet. Now, sometimes I'm drained because of work. I, I do take a lot, of, a lot of responsibility in the position that I am now, mm-hmm. but... I still take, at least if I do it twice out the week, go in there and do like 20 minutes of cardio and then hit the weights for maybe like 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a whole new man. You can feel feel different. I'm like, damn. The way you think, the way you sleep, the way you wake up. Yeah. And people people sit there, all that's going to do is burn you out. It'll burn me out, but then I can go back and, and take a shower and sit in bed and be like, damn. I had a lot to think about while I was getting it off my chest. <laughs> because I can be mad with the world mm-hmm. and then go trickle back and, and man, go hit them weights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Instead of calling somebody a bee and a hoe, <laughs> and then, I'm taking it out on them weights. So that pressure is being, that pressure is being mm-hmm. brought down because I'm like, I'm not. But I'm we're not designed fixing. to, not to cut you off, we're designed to, to we're, we're not supposed to be couch potatoes. Oh, no. I don't think so. Uh, we shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? And but in the, in the world that we live in, and especially with COVID now, man, a lot of people, a lot of people have. They don't feel the energy. I, I, and we're talking, I've seen people, um, this young lady I follow, um, her name is Rocky, hmm. right? Beautiful black young lady. She stays in Florida. And when I mean to tell you, she, she has an amazing figure. And what happened to her was she... Lost her mom. She ended up having a kid. And in the COVID world, she couldn't get out to work out like she wanted to because of all of what's going on. And now she's thicker. But the thing about it is, that woman is still beautiful. Yes, yes. Thick and all, she's still beautiful. (laughs) So it's all in a matter of now, the extreme you want to take to get back to being you. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy. I'm sitting at 215 right now, right? Five, two and a half. Well, Sitting well, at two fifteen, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and that's because I keep consistent with life, even if I don't do weights. Because when I do weights, that muscle build up, man. Muscle memory, quick. Mm-hmm. So I try to stay on cardio more than I do weights. Okay. To keep myself balanced. I like it. I like it. it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Man, so look, we're almost at the end, but look, I gotta ask you this. I do this on every episode. So, gathering everything that you've talked about that we've discussed today, would you say in t- today's world, for you, have you taken more wins or more losses in your life? Man. So, honestly, I think I'm balancing both wins and losses, right? Okay. Um, losses because... I'm not where I want to be, but I'm close to where I need to be, right? Um, my relationship is not perfect. 
My marriage is not perfect. Um, but I can say in the overall, I think more losses than wins. But the good thing for me is the losses are going to eventually turn into wins. Hey, you said it. You said so, it. It's okay to lose. Yeah. It's okay to hear no. It's okay to not be the best at, at what everybody else is. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But you got to find out what works best for you mm-hmm. to allow you to win. Okay. okay. So I'm I'm bold in saying more losses than wins. Yeah. But them losers is going to turn into wins. <laughs> and when they do, <laughs> I'm standing tall. Superman, I get I'm it. I'm standing tall. I'm, Listen, everybody know me as Lil Bit, Superman, Tippy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One thing, I'm the Black Clark Kent, man. I'm the Black Clark Kent. Real talk. I'm going to keep pushing till I can't push no more. Until they close that casket on me, my my boy. We, mm-hmm. It's it. I'm keep going. I love it. I love it. All right, man. It was good having you on. Justin, uh, if you want to come back on, bro, hit me up. We can do it again. Most definitely. For sure, bro. It was a great time I had. Uh, we we got to hash out some real good issues. But look, this was posted reality, y'all. We're going to hit y'all back. Peace. Peace.